Tabiso Musia on SAFM. Let's uh, shift focus. I did mention at the top of the show that uh, we are going to talk about um, an incident that changed the course of Ndombi Mfunzi's life. Ndombi is a runner. She's a comrade's runner, uh, but she had a horrific incident back in 2016 uh, that changed her life. As I mentioned, uh, she was raped and she was hit with a hammer by this man who literally left her for dead. And she is on the line now to talk about why uh, she she is writing a book about her story or why she's put her story in a book. Ndombi, good evening and thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Good evening, Pudi, and good evening to the listeners at home. Thank you. It's Firstly, it's been a tough year for athletes. How have you been co- coping during this uh, COVID pandemic? Yeah, it hasn't been easy because, you know, for me, running is everything. So I had to do my indoor training just to keep my sanity because I can't do without training. So this year has been tough Yeah, to everyone. Mm. And how was your season affected? Which races did you miss out on? Yeah, it was the two oceans marathon because I was preparing for it and I believe that I was on top form. And then, yeah, just some weeks before the two oceans and then the lockdown started. And what were your goals for the year for 2020 before lockdown? Uh, it was just a uh, focus, like uh, it was the two oceans, I can say, and the comrades. In, are you still part of the NetBank Running Club? Yes, it's my family. NetBank is like, uh, yeah, we are family now because I've been with NetBankers from 2014. Yes. Yeah, so I call it family. So in a situation like lockdown and COVID, does the club look after you? Oh, yes. NetBank has been wonderful to us. They didn't just, uh, you know, uh, uh, desert us during the lockdown. They were still looking after us, you know, uh, making making sure that we have everything that we need, you know, and they also... Uh, started the initiative of this uh, virtual races, yes. whereby we're having our top 10 net bank uh, prizes, you know, in all the series. And this really helped us because it gave us, you know, a, a, a reason to train. You know, you at least you had something that you are training towards. So it was really, really motivating us. Yes, so I, I thank NetBank for that. I actually saw that Nick Best and Kelly Thompson actually invited me to take part in that. And they give you prize money, right? Yes, 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 they were really looking after us. <laughs> yes, I saw that. With all the co-sponsors spons- co- of NetBank, they really looked after us during the lockdown. Mm. Does it also help that you have another job? Are you still doing the other job at Correctional Services? Yes, of course, I have that eight-hour job, you know. <laughs> it's not an easy <laughs> one to be uh, the, the, the full-time athlete and also, yeah, also having the full-time job on the side. Yeah, mm. my day like uh, starts around 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. Because at 6 o'clock, I must already be opening my door, coming back from training. Mm. Because at quarter past 7, I must be already on my desk at work. And then quarter to 4, I knock off and then go for my afternoon session. So that's how my day is. Yeah, tough, tough, tough. Yeah. But do they support you at work? They understand that you are an athlete, you are a runner also. Yeah, they they do. They do. They mm. do understand. Okay. And Ndombi, for those not familiar with you, what are some of your highlights since you started running or in your running career? Okay, uh, I started running in 2003. Yeah, I've discovered my talent by accident, whereby a friend introduced me to Espaladies series. 
And then this uh, this lady never looked like a running type to me, you know. Feeling me, I always thought that a runner should be that skinny and everything because I knew nothing about running. And then uh, she told me that she was going to uh, take part in the Spa Ladies uh, Series of 2003. Mm. And then she gave me all the information because I told her, no, man, if you, you are saying that you are a runner, no, I can go and beat you. <laughs> so we made a bet. I went there. <laughs> I went there and then I finished far ahead of her. And then she told me, Anton, do you have a talent? I think you do have a potential. Why don't you join the PE Technical Athletics Club? Uh, believe me, uh, believe it or not, it was 2003. 2004, yeah. March, I won my first race. Whoa. And then 2005, uh, I qualified to represent uh, uh, South Africa in the Southern region cross country in Botswana. That was my first SA representative. And then in, two, in 20, 2008, I went to the World Champs in um, Brazil, half marathon. And then 2008, again, I was at the World Champs cross country in Scotland. And then 2010, I was at the World, at a world cross country in Poland. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I can say, and also in, now in 20, 2019, I was at the 50-kilometer World Champs. I'm just highlighting the World Champs. You know, because mm. the the southern regions, you know, I've been all over with the cross the cross country because I was uh, specializing in the cross country before I moved to the marathons. So yeah, I had my time there with the cross country. Ah, that's so a, yeah, that's an impressive CV. And what's your best finish at the comrades? I haven't really had a, like a a good one because <laughs> even last year I I cramped and then I started jogging. So it was seven hours forty seven. But, uh, yeah, I believe that I can still run the combat good, you know. It's given, like, you know, a chance of, of feeling good on the day, just that last year it didn't go well. I just dropped it, and I had to finish that combat because I wasn't just running. I, I You know, mm. I was running to to motivate, like, the, 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 the survivors, you know. Mm. I, want, I wanted them to show, I wanted them to see me crossing that finishing line. So even though, like, I had those difficulties, I said, no, I'm not going to bail out. I, I, I have to finish, uh, to cross that finishing line. So, yeah. And well done <laughs> that's to why you. I, Yes, that's why I didn't bail out, even though I had those problems last year in the, in the Congress. And Otherwise, uh, yeah. you will still see me. You will still see me there. <laughs> Definitely, we'll look out for you. But on that note of encouraging the survivors, you've decided to write a book, Ndombi, about an experience that changed the course of your life forever. Why did you decide to put pen to paper and put everything in a book? Oh, my God. You know what? For me, it was just a miracle. Like, it's, it's a miracle that I'm here today, that I'm alive, you know? Uh, it's a miracle that a, 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 a serial killer could tell a person that I feel pity for you. I can't. I, I just don't. I just don't have it in me to kill you. You know, because the person was uh, uh, really wanted to kill me. I was already like given up, like seeing that this is the end of me. But uh, with God's miracles, like you know, I survived. Then after that, I just, I, I, I just told myself, you know what? I think there is a reason why God saved me today. But I need to, uh, to, to figure out why did he save me today. So, like, sitting down, I was like, no, man, I'm sure there is something that he wants me to do. And then I made that promise to myself once. I, I, you know, I, I discover what it is that God wants me to do in life. I will do it. So I just, 
I just realized that, you know what, he wanted me to save others because I, since that incident, I started helping the other, reaching out to other survivors, you know, helping them try to see that there is still life after rape. You know, I've been communicating with people and I've been like uh, doing the motivational talks whereby I helped a lot. With this book, uh, I don't I, I know. Okay, I think we've lost Ndombi. We're going to try and get it back on the line. For those who are just joining us, we're speaking to Ndombi Mfunzi. She is a rape survivor, as you heard there. She was left for dead. She was bludgeoned with a hammer by a man she's just described as a serial killer now, and I think she'll tell us more about that. And it was on the eve of a race in the Transkai uh, that she was about to defend her title, actually, when this incident uh, happened. And we want her to tell us um, about this story, and she wants to talk about it also. It does seem like it, it is some sort of a healing process uh, for her when she talks about it, and she also wants to help other survivors, and that's why she has decided uh, to put it in a book. And you can send us your voice notes to 61 and don't be sorry about that, but we've got you back on the line now. Let's go back to that day in Dombi, the 12th of November, 2016. I remember actually hearing this horrific story because I was actually working for NetBank at the time in my other life. For those who don't know, I was doing a 9 to 5. And the running club was actually part of my portfolio portfolio when uh, i heard about this story and what i remember is that you were going to a race at all and you didn't drive but you took a taxi talk to us about what happened then when you got there and you asked the man for directions okay when i when i when i got there you know i'm also from the rural areas so for me i don't i thought i was safe there you know because in the rural areas you can just ask anybody you know you you you, you don't you don't scared of speaking to people so I happened to take a wrong turn to the like to, to a wrong turn to where I was going, and then uh, trying to find like directions. I asked, I, I saw a man coming, and then I asked Budi, "Do you know like uh, uh, this family?" And then I mentioned the family that I was looking for, and then the the, the, the man said, "Yes, I know." And then uh, uh, I, I I I can take you there, you know, and then. Uh, I phoned my friends because they were phoning me. I phoned. I said, no, man, I, I think I, I took a wrong turn. But then there is a guy that is saying that he knows you. He will lead me to the, to the right direction. To my surprise, the, the guy had other, you know, other agenda because he, 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 he intentionally leaded me on the wrong path, you know, whereby he, you know, we were just walking, and then all of a sudden, he turned to an animal, you know, he just covered his face with the paraclub, and he started beating me with a hammer, and then, you know, forced me to, um, he, he then forced me to, 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 to go down to the forest where he's going to rape me. Sure. And at, at what time was this? Was it during the day? Was it in the morning? Was it at night? It was around two o'clock in the afternoon. In broad daylight? Yes. Yeah. And just that it was cloudy and misty. That's how I missed the 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 the, 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 the turning point. You know, because the the the, 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 the there's a, there's a there's a ramp where I was supposed to you know mm. to, to to go in, and then I didn't see it because of the mist. Mm. So you walked with him when he was giving you directions. At which point did you sense that your life is in danger now? Uh, you know, when when we're walking, he was just a human. Just you know when. I was so, I was talking about Frank because he actually knows my friend. He knows so much about him. 
and all of a sudden he just comes in front of me because I was like uh, I was at first I, I asked him, Puti, we've been walking, man. You said that we just gonna walk for some few meters and then mm. there over that over, over that hill. Then I'm gonna see the houses there. But where are those houses? And then I was started blowing down because I was like, ah, uh-uh, man, no, I don't see houses anymore. Like ne- now, ne. And then he just said, no, man. Just walk a little bit, and then he, all of a sudden he just jumped in front of me, and then pulling down the paraclava, and, and then pulling the, the the hammer from his back, and he started like uh, nailing. You, you know, like when you are like you, as if you are you are nailing like the what do you the call nail. it now? You're hitting a nail on the, the head. The nail, mm. yes, because he was pull, he was pulling that mm. hammer so high. But at least my mind was working because I was managing to to to, to, to turn when 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 the hammer is coming down to my head because he targeted the head. But at least I was I was managing to turn and give him the back because I was protecting the head. As I was like, if it can hit me in the head, and then that would be the end of it. <laughs> and my God, I didn't know that a person you know can die just because of you know. Of, of being terrified because all of a sudden I was walking with a person and then the next thing I was like, oh my, oh my, oh my God, I'm going to die. And then I couldn't even breathe, nothing mm. at that particular moment. And that's when he raped you after he hit you with a hammer on the head? Yes, because each and every time I was resisting, the hammer was coming down and then I ended up like, you know what, let me just, you know, surrender. Yeah, because this guy is really going to kill me. But even though, like, I've surrendered, all the weapons that he was going to use, they were just lying next to me. I was already seeing that, like, this is the end of me. But I was keep on asking myself, God, hi, did, is this the way that you planned my life to end for real, you know? Because I could see that there's no way out. Today I'm dying. And because this is not a human, this person is laughing, you know? It's all fun for him, but everything that he's doing, you know? And did he tell you that he's planning to kill you? Yes, he was even telling me about the other victims that he he, he killed. Because he told me that he's going to rape me. And then when he said this... Oh, no. ...ID and the driver's license and everything. Because he didn't want me any, anyone to identify the body. Hmm. So what, what do you think saved you from being killed then, Andomi? No, it was... That's why I always say, you know what, uh, you, 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 the miracles, I mean, God works like uh, his miracles, like where you think that this one is impossible, you know, when you don't see a way out. Because all of a sudden, I heard him, like, asking me, like, what is my claim name? And then I told him. And then he said, I just don't have it in me. I can't kill you. I always kill all my rape victims. But with you, I've been, I've, 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 I've been thinking about it. You can see here all my weapons, but I just don't have it in me. I just, I just feel so much pity for you. And then immediately my mind started working. Even though I knew that I would be able to identify him, I said, no, please, would have been begging for my life. I've been pleading you for my life all this time. So please don't kill me. I won't report you. <laughs> and he believed me. Mm. And do you even have any idea how long this od- this terrifying ordeal lasted for? Yeah, it must have felt like forever. No, it's 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 it really it it it's it's a journey. It's a journey. 
Uh, but uh, I'm glad to say that, like, now I'm healed, you know, because I, I can... I can can, can tell my story, you know, without even crying or anything, you know. Okay, we've got a voice note that has come through from Dombi. If you've just joined us, we're speaking to Rana and Dombi Mfunzi. You can send your voice notes to 061-4104107. We'll also speak to Matselane Mamabolo, who's written this book about Ndombi's story of being a survivor. Good evening, Tabiso and the crew. Good evening to the listeners. And, of course, good evening to Usis Ndombi. Well, I just want to say to you, Sis Ndombi, that um, for somebody like you to come out and speak about this, you know, somebody who is high profile in a way, to come out and speak about this shows great strength. It speaks it speaks volumes about your character. You know, it shows that you have great strength and resilience in you. And uh, for that, I congratulate you for that because I'm sure it wasn't easy. And of course, you know, such actions is going to um to inspire other victims to speak out you know unfortunately there will be other victims unfortunately but surely it's going to inspire other victims to come out there and not be embarrassed about it and speak out so we thank you for such actions and hopefully this ordeal is going to make you even a whole lot more stronger and win a lot of races as well okay thank you Okay, thanks for that. Is that I think that's it to Meleng. I, I didn't hear him in the beginning, but thanks for that message, um, it to Meleng there. Dombi, you mentioned earlier that, um, firstly, how do you respond to that? I mean, he's crediting you for your strength and he hopes that your story will inspire other people. I'm sure you'd like to respond to that. Yes, I would like to uh, to, to thank the guy because uh, he's just uh, talking like as if he, he, he just read like my heart, what is in my heart, the reason why I'm, I'm doing this, the reason why I decided to, to open up because it was no longer like, I, I know that opening up was uh, part of my healing process, you know, but my main target was to make others see like, like that, uh, to make others realize that they never asked for like this uh, to be raped. They, 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 they should see a reason to, to leave. When they see me like, you know, uh, fighting, I, I, I knew that they will also see that they can also fight and regain their lives. So I really thank uh, the, the, the guy for, 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 for the message because this is exactly what I'm trying to do. I want other survivors to not give up, you know, to fight for their lives, you know. It's not easy, but it is possible. What's even more incredible about this story, Ndombi, is that the next day you still went on and you ran the race. I mean, where did you find the strength to go and run and, and run the race? And what did the people in the house say? Because I'm sure, say, say, what did they say? Because I'm sure you had told them what happened. <laughs> As if you were there, you should have seen their faces in the morning because mm. I was the one who was waking them up saying that, guys, let's go for the race. Mm. And then I, I, you could see that they, they were like, don't be, you know, going mad or something, but they didn't say anything. You know, for, for me, like, as I didn't sleep the whole, the, the whole night. So in the morning, I was like, you know what? Running is the only, is, is the only thing that I always take my frustration to, you know? So even this time, I feel like, I want to, to to go and run because I know that as I will be running there, I will feel like I'm fighting the guy. For me, during that race, it, 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 I was running, but it, it was like it, every stride that I was taking, it, it felt like I was just punching the guy. I, I, there, there was no pace that was enough for me. I just kept on increasing the pace and increasing the pace to such an extent that when the second lady finishes, yo, it was 
long time I was even stopped crying because uh, because of our I, I, I got so emotional as I was crossing the finishing line and then I cried so loud and people were just thought that it was just the tears of joy they didn't know that it's because I was thinking happened yesterday so yeah I, I, like I, I had that thing in me that you know what devil is a lie I'm gonna I'm, I'm going to run the next day and then I'm also going to you know defend my title and also i want to run because i feel like i will feel better maybe after the race sure you mentioned earlier on that he was a serial killer was this discovered in the trial now and um, he was eventually sentenced were you happy with the sentencing were you able to attend the trial the trial yes the guy was uh sentenced 22 years in prison yes i i can say that i'm happy because I was uh, uh, like I, I was I was starting like being worried because it dragged like for a very long time. So I was like I was asking myself whether it's gonna be one of those cases that you just uh, end up like without uh, like without like without him like being sentenced. So I was so happy for 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 for, for like when he was given that 22 years in prison because yes he really you know destroyed my life. Yes I'm I was strong enough to rise above it, but it's something that 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 will always be there with me you know he took something that that can never be returned you know it's something that can never never be replaced so i'm happy that he is he is in jail sure okay let's just uh, also speak to the author of the book or the person who's putting the book together a renowned sports journalist and a runner of course matselane mamabolo projects good evening and thanks for speaking to us on safm tonight Thank you. Firstly, when did you come across Ndombi? So we, we met up last year, actually, finally, um, when, when Ndombi was going to to run uh, Comrade. Um, I spoke to her, her coach, then uh, Alec Riddle, who told me of her story. And we did an interview, and I'm just looking ahead. To, to the comrade race and why she was running and we started talking and, and yeah I, I had it was a remarkable story just to hear that you know somebody can go through so much and yet still be able to spend and not only for herself but um, spend for others you know and it's, I, I yeah we, 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 we literally came friends after that race. And how did then the idea of the book come come about? Look, I mean, Dombi has had had been writing um, just about about her experiences for herself, but on Facebook um, she would you know share something, and and having spoken to her, she told me, and I said, look, you have an amazing story. Um, and she says, actually, I've written it. And I'm like, oh, really? Can I see? Can I? I'm free to share. And, you know, she shared the notes that she had written, the, the, her story, all, all essentially, and from, you know, that very fateful day and the process of what she went through, um, you know, the, the depression that she went through because of the internet. And when I looked at it, I said, look, this, is, this, is, this should be a book. Um, and yeah, she she essentially just made me help her. It's 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 honestly her book. 
mm-hmm. the story that she has told, and I, you know, essentially I'm coming in as you know somebody who has written, um, not really books, but I mean as a journalist, and she she essentially has given me this privilege to help her tell her story to to the country. Okay, well, let's go to the Northern Cape quickly. Sylvester, good evening. Good evening, so how are you? No, we're fine. Thanks, uh, Sylvester. Okay, I'm also good. Tabiso, uh, I'm just touched with this story, and I don't know where to start with the way I am feeling right now. I have got a mother. I've got a sister. I've got a wife. I've got a daughter. And... There's no way that I would want any of the horrible things that happened to her that day to happen on any of the people that are close in my heart. And I'm just touched. I don't know where to start. She is a survivor. She's a very brave woman. And I just wish all the good things that the Lord can bless her with for surviving this and that she can reach out to a lot of people, a lot of women, to share her story. And, 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 and try and encourage them to, to survive bigger things than this. I, I don't know where to start, really. Uh, uh, thanks, Sylvester. I can, I can also hear it in your voice. I can hear that it's tough. Let's go to the voice notes also. Uh, greetings to you and the listeners. Wow, the, the story is so, so, so touching. This is Ndombi. Yeah, I'm, I'm also happy you are a woman of faith. Indeed, I can see your faith worked for you, and I really thank God for your life. You know, it, it could have ended in any other way, but I, I, I love what you said. You know, when you were asking God, is this how you want my life to end for me? You know, and God came through. You know, I just love the fact that, you know, God was gracious to you, and today you are here to tell your story. It's so inspiring, you know, and... May God continue to strengthen you as you share your story. May it also empower and strengthen others as well. God bless you, my sister. A couple of messages coming through. Uh, Chris in KZN says, Tabiso, your guest is very strong-minded. Big up to her. She didn't let those things that she went through get her down. You go, girl. Thank you. And uh, somebody else says, I don't know what to say. I'm so touched. Thank you, Ndombi, for being brave. And another one says that... um, I'm listening and I'm locked to your show and really this story is attaching is touching me deeply and I know it's touching a lot of people. We'll take a quick break and we'll wrap up after this. Tabiso Musia on SAFM. To wrap up before we go to news and the president speaks. Brad Jake says somebody will help put this this book together. What do you want people to take out of the, of, of this book? I think all of Oh no, I think we're losing him there. I know he did say it is raining where he is. I think he's in KZN, Brachek, so apologies for that. Dombi, for you, I'll give you the last word. I mean, so many people have sent us messages. What What is your message to other victims? Uh, do you advise them to open up and talk like you? Is it a healing process? And where are you in your life right now? I would really encourage them to speak out because for me, I really don't regret like the the, the, the choice that I made of, of speaking out. And I, I was I told myself that you know what, uh, the, the 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 statement of what will people will say, I, you know, it's not part of my chosen choice. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna handle this the way like I feel like it's gonna help me with my healing process, and it did help me a lot. 
Because, you know, each and every time I, I do a, a, a motivational talk, you know, it, it, it was really like healing me to hear someone because each and every time I'll get people like will uh, contact me afterwards and then some they will really uh, confide in me saying that, you know what, when you were talking, they, they, it felt like you were really talking to me because this also happened to me. So, for, and then from there, I would feel like, you know what, I just helped the person here. And then that thing, it helped, it, it was helping me, like, towards my healing process. So I was like, I would like to, like to say to them, you know, if you, if you are keeping quiet, you are really killing yourself. Don't bottle up, speak. We're going to have to leave it there. Really, really touching story. Really sad. I can see the reaction, guys. Uh, you're saying Dombi is very strong, but the president is going to speak at 8, so we need to take uh, news early. When the book comes out, we'll let you know exactly when and where it is available there, and uh, we'll give you more information. But strength to Dombi, and it should have never happened. She should have never been in a situation like this, guys.